Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now it's time for Hollywood. You're, you're online radio. The new online radio that makes you happy. And welcome everyone to Motorcycle Madhouse. I'm Hollywood, your host for today's podcast. We got a lot of cool stuff going on today. We're going to be talking about Outlaw Motorcycle Clubs because this is a big topic that always comes up doing these podcasts as well as our videos over on YouTube. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, why not? You're missing everything over there. Have a lot of topics and a big amount of uh, videos over there. So go over there, check it out. You're going to be talking about uh, a lot of stuff concerning the membership Outlaw Motorcycle Clubs, uh, if you should respect them the whole nine yards. But first, we got big news coming out of the Sons of Anarchy Mayans universe. Don't know if you guys watch it that much, but it has caused some problems the last few years because many people take it to be real when it's just entertainment, folks, just like this show. It's not gossip, and that's one of the biggest things that people don't understand, especially these new jacks. They think, all they have to do is go buy their Harley, get a set of leathers on, and since they seen Jax or all the other guys over on Sam Crow, they could be one of them. You know, they start popping up these clubs and stuff, and that kind of ru runs right into what we were to be talking about today, kind of give you guys a little more you know, real view of the motorcycle scene. But first, the news coming out of that, Cutter, or Kurt Sutter, was canned from the Mayan show. Now, I don't know if you guys understand, but Disney bought over Fox, and Fox was where, and still is actually, where the Mayans MC uh, premiered. Sutter had a relationship with them going all the way back to The Shield. And I guess they didn't like the way he acts. They wanted to tell him how to do his show. 
But basically, and I have to agree with them, they didn't want their brand tarnished. So that's pretty uh, upsetting right there because Sir Sutter, you know, everybody knows him, knows what they're getting with him. He's for real. And they don't, just don't like Way Yak, so they got rid of him. But it was funny, he came out with a bye-bye letter. And this is kind of cool. I want to read this one for you guys. Dear Team Mayans, apparently Disney HR and Business Affairs have conducted an investigation into the unacceptable conditions that have been created on the set of Mayans in Season 2. As you know, I've removed myself quite a bit this season, allowing others to take a bigger role in producing the show. It appears that philosophy has backfired. It's been reported by writers, producers, cast, and crew that my absent and subsequent behavior when there has only created confusion, chaos, hostility, and is perceived as abandonment. Or at least, that's how Disney has interpreted it. I'm sure it's true. You gotta love how this guy, he just puts it out there, man. This morning I was fired by Dana Walden and John Langraff for all the complaints levied against me. Not the way I wanted to end my 18-year relationship with FX. At least being fired for being an abrasive dick is on brand. <laughs> That's why you gotta love him, man. He just puts it out there. He don't care who he's talking about. He don't care about PC and stuff. And I think that's why the Sons of Anarchy had the success that it did. Because he was real. He put it out there. And it was actually a good freaking show. You know, I didn't get to see all the episodes, but... You know, compared to what's going on at the Mayans right now, and I guess you got Tommy Flanagan coming, uh, this next episode coming up, by the time you hear this podcast, it already happened, but, you know, some good actors and stuff, I was kind of looking forward to the first nine, and maybe seeing what happened to, uh, Abel and Jax's kids, but that's all in doubt now with Sutter being fired, I don't know if he has the rights to the Sons of Anarchy, but, Without him, I don't think it'd be a good version of it. Anyway, I'm not sure what the fate of M Mayans MC holds, but if it continues, you'll still be in good hands. As I said at the premiere, Elgin is ready to take on the challenge of running the show. I'm sure FX will get him the support he needs to find and follow his vision. For those of you who wanted me gone, you win! For those who of you who did it, you win too! Although I will no longer be involved, I have no doubt the new team will move things forward with the same quality fans have come to expect. Thank you for the honor of working with all you. I don't need nor want replies or condolences. I know where the love is. And for those of you who have it, I'm sure our paths will cross again. The best, Kurt Sutter. Well, he uh, just gave the big middle finger to Disney. What is the real problem with Disney is they got this wholesome brand that they want to make sure they keep. So if that's the case, don't get involved in a show like Sons of Anarchy or Mayans, because if you start dumbing it down, people ain't going to watch it. You know, this show is actually, it's supposed to be for bikers. Now, anybody who knows bikers knows we're kind of rowdy. And we get out there with the way we think. So if you want to give a cupcake cream donut 
to this kind of show, it's not going to go anywhere and it's going to fail. If they look at the Sons of Anarchy ratings in the past and how popular that show was, they'd be stupid. Stupid to get involved like that with the Mayans MC. I kind of like uh, how the Mayans MC is because it has the Latino culture in it. Because there's a lot of cultures within the biker lifestyle. I always talk about the subsection of different groups within the lifestyle. You know, you got the Latinos, you got the blacks, you got the whites, you got your outlaw clubs, you got your freaking Leo clubs, firefighter clubs. It's a whole spectrum within the community. So that community, there's a certain image that they expect. So, again, they don't want cookies and donuts thrown at them in their entertainment. But I do got to say, you know, because a lot of people, and this has been talked about and, you know, beat with a whip and all that kind of shit over the years of how the Sons of Anarchy were actually bad for the lifestyle. I've even went out there and bashed them a lot, but... Now that I think about it, it's really only entertainment we got as bikers. You know, come on, we had Wild Hog came out that basically freaking shoved that crap in our face and made us look bad. You know, I know it was a comedy and all, but still, it made bikers look like freaking morons, if you ask me. At least Sons of Anarchy, you have some real club members in there. Basically, from the Hells Angels, you had Sonny there, you, had, you know... Then you had David in there that's playing happy. So, you know, at least you got some realness coming into the show as far as the way bikers party, how they ride, how they stick together. Now, I'm not talking about drugs and all that kind of stuff, you know, because that is a it's just a small subsection of motorcycle clubs. And that's what uh, really because I know I've been doing a lot of biker news lately. And I've been reading uh, the articles because, as you know, we cannot deviate from articles. And a lot of people get upset because of uh, using the gang term and all that jive. And, you know, like I tell people, <laughs> we cannot deviate, so don't blame us. Go blame the press. And as you're going to hear later on in this podcast, I talk about clubs coming out and giving their views to the general public, that way both sides of the story comes out. Because if you don't, you're just left with a bunch of Leo propaganda, and you're out there wondering why you're looking so bad. So it's very important for those clubs to come out. But back to the Sons of Anarchy, yeah, I bashed them. And again, what happens to our entertainment if that goes off the air? We're going to get stuck with more wild hogs and programs that really don't represent what the lifestyle is about. With Kurt Sutter gone, what kind of show is it going to be? That's going to be the interesting thing to see out of this whole freaking deal is how the Mayans MC, uh, Mayans MC show is going to move forward. And it's really really disheartening that Disney is taking over all the media platforms. Haven't we had enough of all these big companies taking over the media? Not to get political, let's just look at the last three years under this president. We all see the media, how they're out to get them. But it's really 
messed up, if you ask me. Really messed up. Because people expect their news to be down the middle and don't expect it to, you know, weigh one way or another. So, it's real disheartening. Now, basically, all it is is a propaganda machine. And all the ones at the top, if they're Democrats, they'll go with the Democrat or Party. If they're Republicans, they go there. There's no more down the middle. And that is what is really scary about the state of media in the United States right now. How the hell are people supposed to make up their minds, blah, 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 and it's just what they're feeding us, man, the elites. Something out of California just came out where they passed a law where freelance writers or reporters cannot write more than 35 articles per week or per a year. My fault. I'm sorry, per year. Basically, that is putting all the power into the mainstream media and not getting the voice out of normal people. Most of the stuff over on YouTube's been happening to us where they've been censoring us, all that jive, not giving our videos a view, pushing our stuff down in the search results because it don't fit their way of thinking. We've been getting hit hard, and I know Black Dragon's been getting hit hard too. And there's a couple other stations out there that's been move, moving up with, hey, is great. The more creators, the more people that speak on the lifestyle, the better. I truly believe that. But when YouTube and all them don't like the stuff you're pushing, there are certain keywords like Hells Angels, Pagans, Banditos, Motorcycle Club, Outlaw Motorcycle Club, we cannot even use. That's why you see those dollar signs I put in the Hells Angels stuff on the Biker News, because that will get us immediately demonetized, and immediately our video goes down to the bottom of the aisle there, guys. You guys won't see it. It basically becomes an unlisted video. So what we've been doing is we started a members-only type of deal over on our own website, bikernewsnetwork.com, where members can see our videos raw. I'm talking raw. So, if you haven't gone over to Biker News Network, get your butt over there and check it out. Get on that members-only section. I got editorials. I got videos going on. And we're going to also start putting uh, some of the podcasts on there. That way you guys can uh, hit it and take us with you. So, Motorcycle Madhouse, let's talk about that for a minute. We've been off air over on YouTube, and it's just because of that, because we are tired of the censorship. I can't swear. I can't be me. And I think the reason why people watch us and listen to us is because I've always been real with them. I never try to bullshit anybody. I never try. And you know what? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not like that backroad homo David Crockett asshole over at Backroad Biker Adventures. A guy who is so fucking fake. It's uh, unreal. You're talking about a guy who's only been riding a motorcycle four years. The next thing you know, he's an expert. Well, people, you know, don't understand with him. He got kicked out of the photography lifestyle. Everybody makes fun of him. So what he does is he moves on to the next lifestyle. Right now, you know, he hasn't been doing a lot on the Biker Channel. Now he's been doing the Davy Crockett bullshit. You know, <laughs> it's funny. You know, one thing that people do have to realize, why don't you check out his criminal record? I find it quite fucking hilarious 
when he calls one uh, percenter clubs criminals. Go take a look at his uh, record, and you'll probably find a reason why he can't own a gun. That's why he's walking around like he's in 1840 with a musket, because he can't own one outright. So all he is is a bullshitter, and he goes after BD all the time, which is uh, quite funny because he just talks out the side of his fucking ass, if you ask me. But anyway, that's what we're going to be talking about today in the next segments is about outlaw motorcycle clubs. And the biggest question I had, and I'll bring this up again, is why do you want to join an outlaw motorcycle club? I talk about the pros and the cons. That's what we really need to get into because many people think it's Sons of Anarchy and it really is not Sons of Anarchy or the Mayans. It is something totally different. You know, when I was a Black Piston, I've been asked this a lot of times because Leo and the feds, all they said was that, you know, Black Pistons were the drug runners for the outlaws. They were running all their rackets and stuff like that. And that couldn't be furthest from the truth, man. If we were caught doing something illegal, at least I know out of our chapter, you were kicked to the, the curve. You were gone. It didn't matter if you were a brother or not. You were kicked to the curve. There was no tolerance for illegal crap, and nor should there be, because that's the one of the things I'm going to argue is, you know, yeah, the media and Leo have some stuff to do with the way clubs are profiled and treated, but the clubs are also responsible to police themselves, if you ask me. Got to enforce them bylaws, and, you know, when somebody messes up, they better get out there, correct the mess up, or get them to the curb. Because it's them type of people that are giving you the bad freaking image. So you can't cry on one point and not do anything about it. It's, it's your personal responsibility. It's your club's responsibility to make sure that the problem's solved. And, you know, I do know it's 2019 right now. And technology matters, man. The 70s, 80s, and 90s, which were the heyday of clubs, is gone, guys. It's gone. It's not like it used to be. It is now run by technology. You can't even piss on a bush without a freaking cop camera catching you or a camera on another building catching you. And that's what I don't understand about those who want to go and do their business on the streets. Because they're out there, they talk more than the damn fucking rats talk when they're doing their business, man. They tell everybody their business. So, that's just some of the things we're going to cover today. Hopefully you like the show. Take it with you when you're going out in the car this winter, or you're on your motorcycle down south or out west. All that good job. You just download the M3 to, uh, MP3 and take us with you. Listen to my babbling self. If you got an idea for a show, or if you want to appear on a motorcycle madhouse just text us at 815-957-0747 or you can email us at info at insanethrottlebikernews.com and that is my opening and i'll see you in the next segment guys rock on hi i'm james hollywood machikari and my new book 
the new age of biking and brotherhood. In it, I address many issues facing the modern biker and motorcycle club member. The subjects covered are non-politically correct, and many issues are exposed that will rock the biker scene. I will expose some of those people who claim to be biker experts, and others I expose for what they are doing to the scene for personal gain. This book is sure to light the internet ablaze. The exact reason why I chose to write this book in the first place. Hopefully in some small way this book will help people make some changes to the club scene before it's too late. Hot shit. Hot shit. Here it comes. Are we ready? But I just watched a video by the, what is it, honorary one? You know what? These two, you know, husband and wife are good freaking people. Okay, but they did a video on bringing it home, the good, bad and ugly. And I guess there was a, you know, they gave their criticism of the rally and they also gave the good points. It's called both sides of the story, people. But, you know, what I have to say to them is two sides of the story always pisses everybody off. But it's good that you put it out there. You know what? I say keep doing you. You got a great YouTube channel. Don't let these freaking morons get to you with their comments and stuff because there's a lot of trolls out there. Let me tell you, I've been doing this for a while now. Me, I came up through radio and just started this YouTube stuff. So you're going to get a lot of haters. But what people are going to respect you for is putting your thoughts out there, sticking by your convictions. And not worrying about that type of stuff, man. You know, you guys went down there. You said there was not, you know, not enough uh, shade and stuff like that. People were getting sick. Okay, you gave that side of the story. Any reporter would have done that besides, yeah, doing the hurrah, hurrah crap. You know, that's one thing that actually bugs me when we talk about biker news is people get offended because terms of this, this term, or, you know, an opinion I gave you know what? You just got to keep pressing forward and understand that you're going to have haters. You're going to have freaking trolls out there. But stick by your guns. Stick with what you want to, you know, believe in. Don't let these people get you sidetracked of what you're doing. You guys are good people. You're regular working folks. Uh, yeah, I can see you guys got a heart and stuff like that, but sometimes, and I talk to, uh, you know, other creators about this. I've talked to, uh, BD about this and some others. When people see that you have a heart, they're going to jump you. They're going to jump right on you and they're going to try to take advantage of that because you do actually care. Now, somebody like me, it's just put it out there. I don't give a hell what the hell you think. You know, you go in the corner, stroke your peckers for all I give a shit. Uh, I'm just being honest, man. I'm putting it out there. Uh, that's the way I run. That's how we run the show. We are indebted or not owned by anybody. Our thoughts are our thoughts, and we love debate. That's why we put it out there like that. So, do you guys, man, do not worry about these screwballs, okay? <laughs> Don't worry about them. Keep doing you. You're doing a hell of a thing representing the motorcycle community. You guys are the good of the motorcycle community. And those of you who don't like hearing both sides of the story, again, go pull your peckers in the corner because your opinion really don't matter. You're probably one of them type of people that sit in front of a computer all day 
instead of freaking going out there, ride, getting involved in events and stuff like that. You know, some of the stuff that is actually said by some of these people is ridiculous, okay? I have, you know what, I've been riding since the early 90s, and I can tell in a heartbeat by people's comments if they've been riding for a long time, if they haven't, if they just got into this thing. It's easy to tell, man, just how you guys talk or you put something uh, forth. So, you know, I personally, I take a lot of hate every day. And me, it actually means I'm doing my job. But to go after a couple who are actually good at representing them, what real bikers are supposed to be like, independence, caring people, hardworking people, you guys are a bunch of jackasses doing that stuff. And, you know, they're going to put it in nicer terms than what I would because they are good people. You know, give them a break. They reported two sides of the story. They reported the good about the run and they recorded, uh, reported about the bad about the run. So what is it? You either want two sides of the story or you want to be getting your news from CNN types or you want to get them from Fox News types where well, you don't get the whole story. You know, that is the problem with people nowadays. They want to take their view and only hear what they want to hear. And if they don't hear what they want to hear, they want to bitch, cry, moan, and whine because you didn't cater to that. See, with me, I do it down the middle and I try to give you both sides. I try to play devil's advocate, okay? Because there is two sides of the story. There might be three or four sides of the story. So, when I seen that video, it was like, really, man, you had to have them people out there apologizing for saying this, that, or this? No. You guys stick with your guns, man. Do what you gotta do. Don't ever back off with what you believe. Don't ever do it, man, because you guys are good people. Don't worry about these. Anyway, I got a question, and that, you know what? Leave your comment in the comment section. You wanna, you know... Hate on me, hate on me. Don't hate on good people, man. Don't. You know what? If you do, you're just weak. And you know what? I can actually tell you you're un unintelligent and stuff like that if you're going to go after people that are good. You know, what a bunch of idiots. Anyway, let's go to this question real quick. And I'm going to bring it up and uh, read it here. And this is from Gator. Hollywood, Eric here. I have a question and I apologize if you have covered it previously. How does one make money inside the club? I know a lot of guys got their hustle, but I mean, are there positions that pay? It's a lot of time and money to be in a club. Was just wondering if the club kicks back all at all. I'm not asking for specifics, just general broad brushed answer. Also, ha ha ha. Do they take care of you or your family if you get locked down for club business? That's it, man. The That was on my mind for a minute, so I thought I would ask. Also, which platform do you prefer your listeners to use? Well, like I said uh, earlier in the video, MotorcycleMadhouse.com is really our wheelhouse, as well as uh, HarleyLiberty.com. Uh, YouTube is just our, how can I say it, uh, where I can keep in touch with people. We now have the members-only section over at uh BikerNewsNetwork.com uh, you can go to, and I uh, talk a lot personally with people over on that one. You know, you give a dollar to donate, or two dollars donation a month, you can come on the platform. That's just to keep these freaking moron haters away. And if I do get them, well, 
That's what I have to say. Anyway, let's get to your question here. Uh, as far as if a club takes care of your family when you're down doing club business, well, that's automatically assuming that, uh, you know, the club's uh, into that kind of stuff. And I can tell you almost 99.9% of motorcycle clubs, even 1% are clubs, are not into what you think they're into. When I was in the club, and, uh, you know, granted, I was a support club and stuff like that, but my first club, it was a little more hardcore than a one percenter club was. It was more gang type. You know, it was basically a bunch of gang, you know, gang members on wheels. You know, it really, you know, we'd wear suits and ties before, we were, you know, we'd actually wear the patches. And that's just being honest, man, because it was all about making money back then. But uh, in that type of environment, yeah, if somebody got locked up, we'd make sure we take care of them and make sure their funds and all that stuff uh, were taken care of. But you got to realize the mentality that was with that first club is you to make more money in the joint than you can on the street, man. You know, all you have to do is take, uh, how can I say it, uh, toothpaste cap, put some uh, H in that stuff, man, and you're making some big money. And uh, yeah. But that was more of the first club I was around. And I think I got pictures in my book of uh, what it was, New Age, uh, Biking and Brotherhood and stuff like that. It was just a whole different mentality. Now, in the support club, if you were doing anything wrong, you were kicked to the street, which I really believe is something that needs to be done with all these other clubs. I talked about it in a previous video when uh, we talked about motorcycle clubs versus motorcycle games. So. You know, yeah, you know, as far as jobs, most of the people I knew, uh, you know, I know where you're getting at, but most of the people I knew got up in the morning and went to work for their families. Most were welders, mechanics, and stuff like that. You actually lose a lot of money when you join a club, man, because you got your dues. Somebody has to pay for the clubhouse. You got your ride. Uh, got your rides across country if you're in a national club and stuff like that so you're actually putting out a lot more money than you would ever bring in as a club member now does some of the officers make money you know uh, you know yeah with uh, i'm not talking about that but they pay their traveling expenses if they have to go to a funeral or a national run they might pick up to that but people don't get paid at you know in that position, they might get their cell phones covered and stuff. Again, it's not that type of organization. And you know what? That's what I've been saying for years is clubs ain't the organizations you think they are. You know, yeah, there might be a couple people in there that have that kind of mentality, but it isn't as an organization as a whole. It's not something like... uh you have on the streets where you got uh, one set over here and it's ruled from the top down and you're kicking up uh, your taxes each week. That's not a club, man. And I don't know many clubs out there that are even in that type of structure. So as far as that, yeah, there's hustles out there. Everybody, you know what? If you come from the streets, you're always going to have your hustle to make money. You know, that's given. Uh, but usually that is not club sanctioned, man. Actually, there's a lot of clubs out there that will kick you out if you're doing club business or uh, not club business, but your personal business and club uh, patches and stuff. Because quite frankly, <laughs> the club don't want any part of it anymore. 
you know, they had enough during the early days and stuff. And yeah, does people get down? Yeah, people get down uh, as far as business wise. But again, it's their game, man. It ain't an organizational thing. And I know a lot of law enforcement tries to bring everybody in. That's just not the case, man. If I would have to say anything about uh, making a money, it would have to be, uh, you know, the way our first club was set up, it was basically a prison chapter thing, and you had some guys riding motorcycles. And again, we'd rather have our, uh, you know, threads on, our top threads going out there making money, going out to the strip clubs, slinging this or running this. Uh, you, you couldn't even consider it an MC, you know. Sure, we had the MC Cube on some of us, but other than that, you, you actually can see a picture uh, in the New Age and Biking and Brotherhood where I had the patch laying onto the side and I had, uh, you know, a $2,000 freaking shirt and, uh, you know, suit on. So, uh, but, you know, it's what, the first question I always get is, you know, if you're locked down for club business, usually no. And I can tell you, if even you're in a street crew, that don't happen, man. You knew your choice. Yeah, they might kick your family a couple bucks and stuff like that. But you better be an earner on the inside to take care of business because it's on you, man. It's just like anything. Once you're out of sight, you're out of mind with a, a lot of these organizations. Yeah, you might get your commissary through clubs and stuff like that but it all depends on the situation what people feel about you and all that stuff you know in my experience now i'm not talking about uh you know all other clubs and all that good stuff but it's a generalization I, again the platform motorcyclemadhouse.com man because you know we're a radio type of deal that's why you see this big mic up here and that's why sometimes, you know, the sound's a lot different on uh, YouTube or wherever we post a video because we are using radio equipment, uh, radio equalizers and all that stuff. So YouTube and all that doesn't handle it as well as when we put it on a radio platform like Spotify or iTunes and stuff. But uh, hopefully, you know, I covered all the, you know, question that you had, Eric. If you guys have a question for me, go ahead and send it in, man. I might do a video, info at insanethrottlebikernews.com. And back to the beginning with the RO or <laughs> sorry, man, my freaking mic is skipping right now with the freaking equalizer. I'm looking at it right now. Honorary one. Uh, keep doing you guys, man. Again, screw them haters. And I really enjoy your guys' channel. Anybody watching this who ain't subscribed to them, go over there and give these people some help. And subscribe to the channel. Real good uh, independent bikers like doing stuff for the community. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Need your daily dose of biker news? Then what are you waiting for? Visit HarleyLiberty.com and keep up to date with all the happenings in the biker scene. And wait, there's more. Insane Throttle Biker News is now on Instagram. Come on over and give us a follow and get special video content not seen elsewhere on the net. Just type in Insane Throttle Biker News in the search bar. In your face, all over the place. 
We're online 24-7-24-7. This is Breaking News. Okay, in the news today from the Herald Bulletin out of Anderson, Indiana. Motorcycle Club aims to dispel perceptions. Outlaws come to Anderson by Tracy L. Miller. All right. Uh, you know, before we gig begin, I got to admit, you know, I did ride with the Pistons. And I just wanted to put out there that a lot of media and a lot of law enforcement really got it wrong Uh when they talk about uh, the black and white, because I know when I was in, you were not allowed to do any of that craziness, man. None. You'd be kicked out on the street uh, real quick if anybody found out you were doing anything so stupid. So that's why a lot of times I say, you know what, it actually costs you more money to be at a motorcycle club than it, you, you make. So uh, a lot of people have to understand that is just a few people within the clubs that do that. And it's really sad because the club is what gets the bad reputation because of a few. But let's go on and read here. Uh, this is Tony Lepicka. He's standing next to his Harley Davidson at the Outlaws MC Chapter in Anderson. Rock on, Tony. Anyway... Anthony Tona Lepicka sat on a bar stool inside one of three buildings he recently acquired from the former motorcycle club called the Raccoons. Well, there's one I never knew about the Raccoons. Lepicka 67 said he purchased a property to open a chapter of the Outlaws Motorcycle Club, a nationwide organization known as One Percenters. And it's kind of funny how the news actually does talk about how One Percenters came about. The next quote is always there. The American Motorcycle Association helped coin the One Percenter term during a motorcycle rally held in 1947 in Hollister. You know, it is kind of funny. Hollister is, you know, the birthplace of everything. As far as the break, you know, they had that freaking supposed big uh, thing go down when, you know, Time Magazine, you know, they, you know, put up that uh, photograph that was uh, staged, if you will. And now Hollister wants nothing to do with uh, motorcyclists. You believe that? How much money the bikers bring in the Hollister and now they're being dorks? Uh, the organization started at the time that 99% of the people at their events were God-fearing and family-orientated. The other 1% were hard-partying, hard-riding, and non-mainstream people. Okay, you know what? You can tell this is coming out of Indiana. You can tell this is coming out of the Bible Belt just because the way they just put that sentence. God-fearing and family-orientated. You know this is uh, right there in the Bible section of Indiana. So, Lepicta said the term isn't about the baddest of the bad. They just like to do things in the extreme. Quote, people fear the unknown, Lepicta said. Our thing is we ride more. We probably party more. We do everything more than other people do. We are the elite of the elite of the motorcycle clubs in the world. The club's reputation is very well known, especially among law enforcement officers. Quote, the police followed us in the town, said Lepicta. They were looking for warrants, checking out license plates, and doing all that stuff. 
you know what? And uh, I got to say, man, in law enforcement, wonders why there's such friction. When you're you're doing that kind of stuff, you're following people. And I remember debating uh, the sheriff up here in Wisconsin when he was up there just sitting on the corners, pulling everybody over. And they wonder why uh, there ain't no cooperation. They wonder why people don't like them. And, you know, they don't got the best apples in their freaking basket either. Let me tell you, they got some bad ones compared to the motorcycle club stuff. But let's go on. We are not here to rape, pillage, and plunder, he added. Now we're going to go to uh, Anderson Police Chief Tony Wall, uh, Waters said he spoke Lepicta shortly after his arrival in Anderson. Quote, when I saw the outlaws ride into the city of Anderson, it did raise concerns because I know the legacy behind that motorcycle club, he said. Now that's just like we talked about earlier. A couple bad apples give the clubs a bad name. Next thing you know, it's built on that reputation instead of what the club's really about, biking and brotherhood. They're not out there, you know, doing this, doing that. It's only those few bad apples. The next thing you know, it's them who gets law enforcement all over the freaking place on you. Uh, Water said Lepicta gave him his word that the outlaws are opening a new chapter locally to help improve the quality of life in both the community and its schools. Quote, time will tell, Water said. Now, when uh, AOA gives you his word, he's going to follow through with it. So you guys are actually lucky in Anderson to get a chapter because crime ready to never go anywhere. You know, it's a proven fact that any time a one percenter club moves into the neighborhood, crime goes down big time. And that's something law enforcement cannot accept because, hey, they're driving around with their blue badges and stuff. People don't have any respect for them. But you put a one percenter club clubhouse somewhere and boom, everybody's got respect. They know the rules, no dealing, none of that crap on uh, that block. Anyway, uh. Lepicta said the outlaws are not coming to Anderson to, quote, oppress citizens who are not motorcycle riders or other motorcycle clubs. He said the outlaws' history is a long one, originated in 1935 as the Sam McCook's Outlaws. He said they are the oldest motorcycle club in the country and their members include doctors, lawyers, and successful professionals. Which it does, man. I, I met a couple of the lawyers. I knew some doctors in there. They were pretty cool people, man. Uh, so it ain't just a run-of-the-mill that you get into these motorcycle clubs. You do get lawyers. You do get a lot of white-collar professionals that join the one percenters. Quote, Hells Angels came on board in 1946, Lepicta said. To his knowledge, this is the first time an Outlaws chapter has opened in Anderson. Quote, if we did have one here, we would still be here, he said. We have several hundred all over the world, probably 550 all over the world. That is chapters. Shaking negative perceptions about the outlaws, however, might not be so easy. And, and here they go. In the dead bast. In 2012, FBA agents raided motorcycle clubs belonging to the outlaws in both Fort Pitt, Wayne, where Lepicta was listed as the president and incorporator, and the Indianapolis chapter, and all 42 members of the organization were charged. Federal, well, that brings up a point here. Lepicta wasn't. He's out here and freaking, and he was. He's out here opening another one. So again, bad apples. 
Federal prosecutors said the group was targeted for a variety of offenses, including racketeering, mail fraud, money laundering, extortion, drug charges, wire fraud, witness tampering, and operating an illegal gambling operation. You know how they say illegal gambling operation, man? Yeah, that's because they ain't getting their coin, their tax. That's why it's illegal. I never understood it. The government can freaking put anything out there as far as law. I'm talking here. Let's talk about prostitution. This stuff has been around forever, okay? Since the beginning of the man. And now they outlawed in states because, quote, it don't represent their values is why they did it. And again, it's those citizens that freaking, uh, you know, vote and stuff. They get out there and they put their little freaking almighty uh, attitude and uh, that's all wrong crap in, uh, you know, front of everybody else. And the truth is with prostitution, uh, it's safer when it's legal, okay, because it's controlled and you don't have these girls going out on the street jumping in cars with people they don't know. With a lot of, uh, you know, reputable institutions like that, you're doing background checks on these Johns. You're doing freaking, you got security on these girls. Uh, just look at uh, the Playboy Bunny Ranch out there in Nevada. Now, you got to love Nevada because it's legal. And people don't realize a lot of it used to be legal all the way till up to the eight and the 1800s man that's when all these uh almighty people got it passed so you know that's just going on that and some of these other offenses you're looking at leo i'd pull up the leo news man and we'll just go through it and uh exact same charges anyway lepicta said he will be the president of the anderson chapter which is strategically located halfway between the fort wayne and indianapolis outlaws so now it's strategic this just gives them one more place going from east to west and west to east to refresh themselves, he said. Plus, it was a good move on our part because of the real estate and everything. We got a really good deal. It is 3.8 acres. You imagine the parties that's going to happen on that? Anyway, the acreage will provide uh, room for outlaws during state and national events held by the club in Anderson, he said. The Picta said people might have some misconception about outlaws, but with time, those will be corrected. One of the biggest misconceptions is the organization is a motorcycle gang. Quote, we are a motorcycle club, he stressed. Every motorcycle club in this age has to evolve or they become extinct. Kind of like the dinosaurs, they are not here anymore. Man, now there's some freaking wisdom right now. Right there, a lot of people say it, and it just came out of Lepicta's mouth, the president of Anderson. You have to evolve or you become extinct. You know, the stuff that's happened in the past is the past. Everybody realizes it's 2019 now. Well, at least some people do. Uh, some clubs do anyway. And it's just not worth getting into that, that kind of crap. And, uh, you know, the BMW has led the way in that. You know, just my personal opinion, I might be biased, but that's what I believe. In fact, Lepicta said uh, they want to close the gap between motorcyclists and citizens and help combat bullying and teen suicide rates locally. He said in the past he has taken 50 outlaws with him to escort a student being bullied at school. Rock and roll, and that's something you won't hear in the newspaper because one, it don't sell newspaper, and two, it goes against their narrative to sell more newspapers. But you know, you imagine fifty outlaws bringing your kid to a school. Now that's just awesome stuff right there. 
Quote, we feel it's a precursor to teen suicide, Lepicta said of bullying. It's just too much, and it's a pandemic, and it is. You know, that's awesome when the one percenter clubs get involved in something like that because, you know, we do got back out there and the other ones, uh, you know, Rebels uh, missions out there. We've had them on a couple times, so it is awesome hearing that the outlaws are out there doing it, and I'm hoping other clubs get involved in that too. A child did not come out of the womb being a bully, he said. It's a learning process that they have learned through poor parenting or they learned through other kids. They don't come out of the womb as bullies. He compared the problem of teen pregnancy before health classes were taught in school. Well, we have to do the same with bullying. You know, I love how he turned it and made this the issue because that's what they do as a club. They go out there, they help the community. And you know what? It's a much safer damn thing when an MC is in your thing. So to the citizens out there, if you hear about a club going in there and your representatives are giving problems, go in there and stand up for them because I guarantee your neighborhood's going to be a lot freaking safer. I'm telling you. Uh, let's see here. We have to have a conversation about it. I believe uh, it should be learned at home, but unfortunately, the way the society is today, they are learning the wrong things at home sometimes. Uh, yeah, they're mostly on the freaking video games. The Picta also talked about the importance of children. They are our future. We need to do a better job at protecting them. Parents with children who are bullied should first talk with school personnel to address the issues and the parent of the other child involved. You, you know what? That would be a notion. Parents actually talking to the other parents, which doesn't happen a lot nowadays. And these schools who go around and, you you know, make kids sign contracts and stuff. No, that's not the way it was supposed to be done. Uh, there should be dialogue between them, not a heated dialogue, but dialogue where they can solve the problem. This is true wisdom right here, man. This is true wisdom. Now, does this guy sound like some kind of freaking drug dealing, uh, racketeering guy? No, he doesn't, man. This is the way most of club members are. It's just those idiots that cause the problems, you know, that bring the club bad news. You know, we have to try and stop kids being tortured. They need to have freedoms, liberty, and happiness just like everyone else. The Motorcycle Club also plans to participate in local charity events and give back to the community. Not everyone who rides a motorcycle, however, can be a member. Lepicta said some restrictions include no female members or someone who has worked in law enforcement or as a guard in a prison institution. There are people that are in motorcycle clubs. It's a conflict of interest, he said. You can't be one and not the other. A child molester would also never get in. Them chromos, man, knock the hell out of them. Anyway, he said there is a year-long hangaround period and background checks are conducted on prospective members. These are just some of the guidelines we use, Lepicta said. It's a brotherhood of like-minded people. You know, that was an awesome story, man. And this is what happens when the club actually comes out to the media. You know, they only had a little bit of what the cops had to say, but the most of the article was all about the freaking club. That's how you do it. You get out there, tell your side of the story, and it just kills the cops' narratives, man. That's the smart move. And you know what? That and you know it only had a couple lines of what past members did. But again, it refocused right onto the story about what the outlaws are, what they do for the community, what they uh, you know, 
believe in as far as kids being bullied. And this article, I guarantee to the people at Anderson, is going to calm them down a little bit and muddy up the waters what uh, law enforcement are trying to say. Of course, you know, it didn't seem like, you know, the police chief was that, you know, being a dick or anything. He's just going to be on the lookout. But this really, you know what, they got their story out first. And if now if the cops are trying to profile and stuff like that, the citizens will be like, hey, wait a second here. What's going on? So perfect way of freaking doing it. Put in your side of the story out. And hopefully more motorcycle clubs are going to do this kind of stuff. So the motorcycle profiling actually goes down. Hi, this is Jay Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harvestliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on! Are we ready? Let's go. 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 Okay, this following segment, I'm talking about how to join an outlaw motorcycle club. And this one was actually shot outside. It was actually made into a video. And that's why you will hear some echoing and stuff. But I think it's important to go with this series, what we're talking about, because it fits right in. But let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. This is Breaking News. Okay, in the news today from the Herald Bulletin out of Anderson, Indiana. Motorcycle Club aims to dispel perceptions. Outlaws come to Anderson by Tracy L. Miller. All right. Uh, you know, before we get begin, I got to admit, you know, I did ride with the Pistons. And I just wanted to put out there that a lot of media and a lot of law enforcement really got it wrong uh, when they talk about uh, the black and white. Because I know when I was in, you were not allowed to do any of that craziness, man. None. You'd be kicked out on the street uh, real quick if anybody found out you were doing anything so stupid. So that's why a lot of times I say, you know what? It actually costs you more money to be at a motorcycle club than it, you, you make. So uh, a lot of people have to understand that is just a few people within the clubs that do that. And it's really sad because the club is what gets the bad reputation because of a few. But let's go on and read here. Uh, this is Tony Lepicka. He's standing next to his Harley Davidson at the Outlaws MC Chapter in Anderson. Rock on, Tony. Anyway, Anthony Tony Lepicka sat on a bar stool inside one of three buildings he recently acquired from the former motorcycle club called the Raccoons. Well, there's one I never knew about the Raccoons. Lepicta67 said he purchased a property to open a chapter of the Outlaws Motorcycle Club, 
a nationwide organization known as One Percenters. And it's kind of funny how the news actually does talk about how One Percenters came about. The next quote is always there. The American Motorcycle Association helped coin the one percenter term during a motorcycle rally held in 1947 in Hollister. You know, it is kind of funny. Hollister is, you know, the birthplace of everything as far as the break. You know, they had that freaking supposed big uh, thing go down when, you know, Time Magazine, you know, they you know, put up that uh, photograph that was uh, staged, if you will. And now Hollister wants nothing to do with uh, motorcyclists. You believe that? How much money the bikers bring in the Hollister and now they're being dorks? Uh, the organization started at the time that 99% of the people at their events were God-fearing and family-orientated. The other 1% were hard-partying, hard-riding, and non-mainstream people. Okay, you know what? You can tell this is coming out of Indiana. You can tell this is coming out of the Bible Belt just because the way they just put that sentence. God-fearing and family-orientated. You know this is uh, right there in the Bible section of Indiana. So, Lepicta said the term isn't about the baddest of the bad. They just like to do things in the extreme. Well, people fear the unknown, Lepicta said. Our thing is we ride more. We probably party more. We do everything more than other people do. We are the elite of the elite of the motorcycle clubs in the world. The club's reputation is very well known, especially among law enforcement officers. Quote, the police followed us in the town, said Lepicta. They were looking for warrants, checking out license plates, and doing all that stuff. You know what, and I gotta say, man, and law enforcement wonders why there's such friction. When you're, you're doing that kind of stuff, you're following people. And I remember debating uh, the sheriff up here in Wisconsin when he was up there just sitting on the corners, pulling everybody over, and they wonder why uh, there ain't no cooperation. They wonder why people don't like them. And, you know, they don't got the best apples in their freaking basket either. Let me tell you, they got some bad ones compared to the motorcycle club stuff. But let's go on. We are not here to rape, pillage, and plunder, he added. Now we're going to go to uh, Anderson Police Chief Tony Wall. Uh, Waters said he spoke Lepicta shortly after his arrival in Anderson. Quote, when I saw the outlaws ride into the city of Anderson, it did raise concerns because I know the legacy behind that motorcycle club, he said. Now, that's just like we talked about earlier. A couple bad apples give the clubs a bad name. Next thing you know, it's built on that reputation instead of what the club's really about, biking and brotherhood. They're not out there, you know, doing this, doing that. It's only those few bad apples. The next thing you know, it's them who gets law enforcement all over the freaking place on you. Uh, Water said Lepicta gave him his word that the outlaws are opening a new chapter locally to help improve the quality of life in both the community and its schools. Quote, time will tell, Water said. Now, when uh, AOA gives you his word, he's going to follow through with it. So you guys are actually lucky in Anderson to get a chapter because... Crime worry to never go anywhere. You know, it's a proven fact that any time a one percenter club moves into the neighborhood, crime goes down big time. And that's something law enforcement cannot accept. 
because hey they're driving around with their blue badges and stuff people don't have any respect for them but you put a one percenter club clubhouse somewhere and boom everybody's got respect they know the rules no dealing none of that crap on uh that block anyway uh the PICTA said the outlaws are not coming to Anderson to, quote, oppress citizens who are not motorcycle riders or other motorcycle clubs. He said the outlaws' history is a long one, originated in 1935 as the Sam McCook's Outlaws. He said they are the oldest motorcycle club in the country and their members include doctors, lawyers, and successful professionals. Which it does, man. I, I met a couple of the lawyers. I knew some doctors in there. They were pretty cool people, man. Uh, so it ain't just a run-of-the-mill that you're getting into these motorcycle clubs. You do get lawyers. You do get a lot of white-collar professionals that join the one percenters. Quote, Hells Angels came on board in 1946, Lepicta said. To his knowledge, this is the first time an Outlaws chapter has opened in Anderson. Quote, if we did have one here, we would still be here, he said. We have several hundred all over the world, probably 550 all over the world. That is chapters. Shaking negative perceptions about the outlaws, however, might not be so easy. And, and here they go. Into the bast. In 2012, FBA agents raided motorcycle clubs belonging to the outlaws in both Fort Pitt, Wayne, where Lepicta was listed as the president and incorporator, and the Indianapolis chapter, and all 42 members of the organization were charged. Federal, well, that brings up a point here. Lepicta wasn't. He's out here and freaking, and he was. He's out here opening another one. So again, bad apples. Federal prosecutor said the group was targeted for a variety of offenses, including racketeering, mail fraud. Money laundering, extortion, drug charges, wire fraud, witness tampering, and operating an illegal gambling operation. You know how they say illegal gambling operation, man? Yeah, that's because they ain't getting their coin, their tax. That's why it's illegal. I never understood it. The government can freaking put anything out there as far as law. I'm talking here. Let's talk about prostitution. This stuff has been around forever, okay? Since the beginning of the man. And now they outlawed in states because, quote, it don't represent their values is why they did it. And again, it's those citizens that freaking, uh, you know, vote and stuff. They get out there and they put their little freaking almighty uh, attitude and uh, that's all wrong crap in, uh, you know, front of everybody else. And the truth is with prostitution, uh, it's safer when it's legal, okay, because it's controlled and you don't have these girls going out on the street jumping in cars with people they don't know. With a lot of, uh, you know, reputable institutions like that, you're doing background checks on these Johns, you're doing freaking, you got security on these girls. Uh, just look at uh, the Playboy Bunny Ranch out there in Nevada. Now, you got to love Nevada because it's legal. And people don't realize a lot of it used to be legal all the way till up to the end of 1800s, man. That's when all uh, these uh, almighty people got it passed. So, you know, that's just going on that. And some of these other offenses you're looking at, Leo, I had to pull up the Leo news, man, and we'll just go through it in uh, exact same charges. Anyway. Lepicta said he will be the president of the Anderson chapter, which is strategically located halfway between the Fort Wayne and Indianapolis Outlaws. So now it's strategic. 
This just gives them one more place going from east to west and west to east to refresh themselves, he said. Plus, it was a good move on our part because of the real estate and everything. We got a really good deal. It is 3.8 acres. You imagine the parties that's going to happen on that? Anyway, the acreage will provide uh, room for outlaws during state and national events held by the club in Anderson, he said. The Picta said people might have some misconception about outlaws, but with time, those will be corrected. One of the biggest misconceptions is the organization is a motorcycle gang. Quote, we are a motorcycle club, he stressed. Every motorcycle club in this age has to evolve or they become extinct. Kind of like the dinosaurs, they are not here anymore. Man, now there's some freaking wisdom right now. Right there, a lot of people say it, and it just came out of Lapicta's mouth, the president of Anderson. You have to evolve or you become extinct. You know, the stuff that's happened in the past is the past. Everybody realizes it's 2019 now. Well, at least some people do. Uh, some clubs do anyway. And it's just not worth getting into that, that kind of crap. And, uh, you know, the BMW has led the way in that. You know, just my personal opinion, I might be biased, but that's what I believe. In fact, Lapicta said uh, they want to close the gap between motorcyclists and citizens and help combat bullying and teen suicide rates locally. He said in the past he has taken 50 outlaws with him to escort a student being bullied at school. Rock and roll, and that's something you won't hear in the newspaper because one, it don't sell newspaper, and two, it goes against their narrative to sell more newspapers. But, you know, you imagine 50 outlaws bringing your kid to a school. Now, that's just awesome stuff right there. Quote, we feel it's a precursor to teen suicide. Lepicta said of bullying, it's just too much and it's a pandemic. And it is. You know, that's awesome when the one percenter clubs get involved in something like that. Because, you know, we do got back out there and the other ones, uh, you know, Rebels uh, missions out there. We've had them on a couple times. So, it is awesome hearing that the outlaws are out there doing it. And I'm hoping other clubs get involved in that too. A child did not come out of the womb being a bully, he said. It's a learning process that they have learned through poor parenting or they learned through other kids. They don't come out of the womb as bullies. He compared the problem of teen pregnancy before health classes were taught in school. Well, we have to do the same with bullying. You know, I love how he turned it and made this the issue because that's what they do as a club. They go out there, they help the community. And you know what? It's a much safer damn thing when an MC is in your thing. So to the citizens out there, if you hear about a club going in there and your representatives are giving problems, go in there and stand up for them because I guarantee your neighborhood's going to be a lot freaking safer. I'm telling you. Uh, let's see here. We have to have a conversation about it. I believe uh, it should be learned at home, but unfortunately, the way the society is today, they are learning the wrong things at home sometimes. Uh, yeah, they're mostly on the freaking video games. The Picta also talked about the importance of children. They are our future. We need to do a better job at protecting them. Parents with children who are bullied should first talk with school personnel to address the issues and the parent of the other child involved. You, you know what? That would be a notion. Parents actually talking to the other parents, which doesn't happen a lot nowadays. And these schools who go around and, you you know, make kids sign contracts and stuff. No, that's not the way it was supposed to be done. 
Uh, there should be dialogue between them, not a heated dialogue, but dialogue where they can solve the problem. This is true wisdom right here, man. This is true wisdom. Now, does this guy sound like some kind of freaking drug dealing, uh, racketeering guy? No, he doesn't, man. This is the way most of club members are. It's just those idiots that cause the problems, you know, that bring the club bad news. You know, we have to try and stop kids being tortured. They need to have freedoms, liberty, and happiness just like everyone else. The Motorcycle Club also plans to participate in local charity events and give back to the community. Not everyone who rides a motorcycle, however, can be a member. Lepictus said some restrictions include no female members or someone who has worked in law enforcement or as a guard in a prison institution. There are people that are in motorcycle clubs. It's a conflict of interest, he said. You can't be one and not the other. A child molester would also never get in. Them chromos, man, knock the hell out of them. Anyway, he said there is a year-long hangaround period and background checks are conducted on prospective members. These are just some of the guidelines we use, Lepicta said. It's a brotherhood of like-minded people. You know, that was an awesome story, man. And this is what happens when the club actually comes out to the media. You know, they only had a little bit of what the cops had to say, but the most of the article was all about the freaking club. That's how you do it. You get out there, tell your side of the story, and it just kills the cops' narratives, man. That's the smart move. And you know what? That And, you know, it only had a couple lines of what past members did. But again, it refocused right on the story about what the outlaws are, what they do for the community, what they, uh, you know, believe in as far as kids being bullied. And this article, I guarantee to the people at Anderson, is going to calm them down a little bit. And muddy up the waters what uh, law enforcement are trying to say. Of course, you know, it didn't seem like, you know, the police chief was that, you know, being a dick or anything. He's just going to be on the lookout. But this really, you know what, they got their story out first. And if now if the cops are trying to profile and stuff like that, the citizens will be like, hey, wait a second here. What's going on? So perfect way of freaking doing it. Putting your side of the story out and hopefully more motorcycle clubs are going to do this kind of stuff so the motorcycle profiling actually goes down. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harvestliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on! Are we ready? Let's go. 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 It's Hollywood's Final Thoughts. That part of the show where Hollywood gives his thoughts on the subjects that were discussed during the show. Are we ready? Okay, what did you guys think of the show? Let me know in the comment section of the podcast. I think I love this type of material, and I think you guys do too, because it, it makes you think a little bit, especially the last segment. If you guys are out there looking to join an outlaw motorcycle club, make sure that you know why. Make sure that your family is behind you. Because if you don't, you're going to have a lot of shit come your way. 
most people I know that was in the club either got divorced or they left the club because it wasn't that they didn't support the club, but their family life uh, wasn't all that good. But we will conclude the show with that. Again, don't forget to uh, let us go on a ride with you. Take us with and uh, listen to us pass the word about the show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, rock on! Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle cracked wide open.